G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here with Alex Freddie Williams for another edition of Wrestling All Style. Alex, how you doing, mate? I'm feeling fantastic. Actually, let's uh, blend it into this show that we're reviewing. I'm feeling fly today. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, yes, we're here to talk about NXT Arrival. Uh, this was your choice for the international show this month. Um, any particular reason why you chose this? Um, I just, well, going back, this came out around the time that my good friend of the show, Eric Thompson, his wife was pregnant with their first child. And every Friday night, uh, towards the latter half of the pregnancy, he would come around to my house with a bottle of rum and we would drink rum and... Uh, watch wrestling and I just specifically remember having a few too many rums one day watching Sami Zayn and Cesaro with Warwick and I kind of looked back fondly on this show and I honestly hadn't watched it since so I thought let's see if it holds up ah fair enough um so you had alluded to if you had time you might have gone back and watched the uh go home show did you actually end up having time now that victoria's off restrictions yeah uh big announcement humans i am now back to working in an office i am out of the house (laughs) Woo! um yes i did actually watch the go home show believe it or not i went above and beyond oh okay um so just do you want to do a quick recap of that then yeah, um, yeah. so we had the Ascension beat a couple of uh, locals. That's fine. Jeez, they were over. It's just, like, really jarring seeing how over the Ascension was, just knowing what happens in the future to them. Um, Brandy Rhodes ring announcing, that was jarring as well. Um, we had Emma beating Summer Rae. Emma had Bailey with her in her corner, young upstart Bailey, and Summer Rae had a couple of new uh, quote unquote divas with her in her corner. Uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Not Flair, just Charlotte. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a Tyler Breeze promo, which was so fantastic. Like, I was such a huge Tyler Breeze fan at the time. He calls. Neville way too much of an uggo to be the face of NXT, and he prays that Neville doesn't win the title. Um, had an awesome sit-down interview backstage with Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Uh, they kept talking about Cesaro is going to be in the WWE title match elimination chamber match. Uh, yeah, WWE title elimination chamber match coming up on pay-per-view. And that Sammy's like lucky to be blessed with Cesaro's presence and he's going to be a big star and all that sort of stuff. Also a funny thing to look back on in hindsight. But it is worth checking out because it's like a fantastic old school style promo segment. But whoever said Cesaro can't cut a promo needs to watch that segment. It's fantastic. Uh, We had some good, fun, funny Emma comedy stuff as well, talking about her match at Arrival. Um, The main event was Neville versus Tyler Breeze. Uh, The original Tyler Breeze theme is such a forgotten banger. I forgot all about it. Well, you know, he uses it at Arrival too, so we might talk about it again there. Uh, Neville wins. uh, He gets the win after hitting the red arrow. Red Arrow even, and after the match, Neville cuts a promo, but is immediately interrupted by Bo Dallas. Another forgotten gem from this era is how good Bo Dallas was during this time. He comes across so arrogant and douchey. It's just perfect. Uh, They had a really intense just face-off. Like, they never said a word. They just stared at each other and was just... Perfect. It was great. And that sort of ended NXT. Oh, wow. Yeah, that does sound like a really good go-home show. Um, so with that being said, we go through to the show itself. It is NXT Arrival 
Thursday, February 27th from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. Wow. <laughs> Remember when this used to be? Jeez. Now, I suppose I have to ask, did you watch the two-hour edition on the network or did you watch the one-hour edition that was broadcast on Australian TV at the time? Uh I did not watch the one-hour edition. I watched the network version. And back in the day, um, well, the network wasn't available to us yet at this point in time. Like, we wouldn't get the network for another, what, year and a half? Uh, we got it that release. August because we missed out that Mania, which is Mania 30, but we had it for the next Mania. We got it in August. I uh, might have got it confused. It was England that it took forever to get to, wasn't it? Yeah, Did with you... their, their uh, Sky TV broadcast deal sort of blocked me out of launching early there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all I remember is that we didn't have the network at the time. And the version that we were going to get on Fox 8 or whatever, you just knew it wasn't going to be the same sort of version. So... Nefarious means came to the rescue for that one. <laughs> Seems to be almost your favourite wrestling network. Man, three ninety nine. It's the best. Yeah. Um, Never yeah. mind all the viruses my computer used to get. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But um, yeah, I suppose we should get straight into it. Were you? You've already said you were watching NXT at the time. I myself was as well on a. Fox 8, and yeah, it was sort of weird to see all this build up, and then I think we got, yeah, highlights um, packed the next week because we were still on tape delay in Australia for yeah. Raw, and SmackDown was still, I think, a day or two late. Um, but yeah, it was sort of jarring to hear how good some of these matches were in that. Um yeah, so the first match of the night was Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. Um, at the time, Sami Zayn's using his original NXT theme, which we got all about that. Whoa, so that jarring to off. hear. <laughs> yeah, that just threw me off. I'm like, what is this? And then, yeah, I thought it was good old Jake Hager coming out, but it's actually Cesaro because he's still part of the. We the people group. Yeah, the real Americans. Yeah, wow. That's also forgotten from this time. Yeah, I do. Re I did remember that Cesaro came out to that theme for this match because, yeah, I don't know why, but I just remember, like, the most hope there was for Cesaro in the WWE was when he was doing this gimmick, which is so weird because the gimmick kind of sucked. But, yeah, like, we're about, what, a month and a half away from him winning the first ever Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and then, like, the next day becoming a Paul Heyman guy and everyone thought, like, yep, that's the guy. That's the guy going forward. Yeah, we're about about that long away. Yeah. Wow. It's just depressing in hindsight. <laughs> Yeah, it is sort of how many people they sort of build up and then drop the drop the ball on. I would say, like, maybe a year ago I would have said the same thing about both of these guys, but I think Sammy's in a pretty good spot at the moment. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what did you think of this match? They get a lot of time. Yeah, um... It, it holds up for me. Um, at the time, I thought it was, like, one of the best matches I've ever seen. But, like, with 2020 eyes, it's just a really good match, you know? Like, uh, wrestling sort of evolved so much even since 2014 that, like, you might get a match of this quality, like, every couple of weeks nowadays. And it kind of just makes you think about how lucky we are at the moment with in-ring quality. Like, Yeah, absolutely. We're sort of lucky that with NXT, 
in-ring quality did sort of start becoming a bit of a bigger push in main roster WWE. Yeah, um, like I was obsessed with NXT during this time period and I thought the in-ring quality back then was amazing, but like you sort of have a look at the play, the top players on the card, at, especially for this show, like it's not the sort of in-ring quality you would get today. Like today is like a whole nother level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any key points for yourself that stand out from this match? Uh, Cesaro should have should be like a world champion multiple times over by now. Yeah, <laughs> he um, just he's just so unreal. Just even just to look at, like he's just there's just something there. I I just can't wrap my head around the fact that they've just dropped the ball so hard on him. So sorry for like constantly bringing that up. But yeah, <laughs> also. Like, I really missed those Ole chants. It was really cool to hear those. Yeah, absolutely. Were I talking about that a few episodes ago? Exactly, yeah. So it was kind of timely, yeah. Um. Yeah, so the match goes 22-55 with Cesaro defeating Sami Zayn. Uh, really, really great opener, in my opinion. Yeah, it's still, like the quintessential like NXT like special event match. Like it's what kicked it off for everything, you know? Like this is before takeover even exists. You know? So and this is the like I forgot to mention we got the Papa Bear Paul coming out at the start of the show to just remind everyone that he's running this company and you should love him for it. Um <laughs> But this is like the first thing to ever stream live on the WWE network. Yeah. Yeah. In ring yeah. thing, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the first thing that is a live production streaming on the network. And um, like, like Sami Zayn and Cesaro can always say that. They had the first ever live match on the network and it was a banger and it holds up. Well, moving on from there to something that doesn't really hold up. Oh, Mojo Rawley versus CJ Parker in a singles match. Yeah. So, boy, Mojo, like, Mojo doesn't appeal at all today don't get me wrong but somehow he's even less appealing back then like what a loser (laughs) he just looks like such a dweeb running out there and like waving to his like small group of friends that had mojo shirts in the crowd what about yeah one thing that i do remember from this time is that i loved the CJ Parker gimmick. I thought it was so much fun, especially um, later on in the year before, like there's the infamous match where he breaks Kevin Owens' nose on Kevin Owens' debut. But like before that, he starts going like full heel with it, like pretty much doing exactly what Daniel Bryan did as as his heel champion run like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much all that sort of stuff. The planet's champion, if you will. But um I thought CJ had so much potential. I'm starting to I'm starting to think I might have been wrong. (laughs) Oh, with the uh the G one just wrapping up? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, possibly. He looks like a completely different dude here though. Like, he's, like, the same face and the hair, and it's recognisable and all, but, like, body type, he's, like, so, like, skinny. or He's not skinny. He's got muscle in that. He's just so slender and, like, almost lanky. It's just a completely different juice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nothing really to add to this match. It goes 325 with Mojo Rawley defeating CJ Parker. 
Um, Following this, a really fun match. The Ascension, who are the NXT Tag Team Champions, that's Connor and Victor, have an open challenge, which is answered by the returning two cool Grandmaster Sexe and Scotty Too Hotty. You look flat today. That was interesting. Turn it out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, really fun surprise. I remember, like, because I was watching wrestling at this time, seeing it pop up on social media and stuff and being like, what? The same guys who were around back in the 90s? They're back? Yeah, and actually commentary did a really good job of, like, pointing out, like, thank God they pointed this out just for us watching in the future. Oh, the current WWE tag champions are the New Age Outlaws, so we could see two cool win NXT titles. Like, they did a really good job of pointing that out. And, like, yeah, at the time, like, a 90s act was your tag champions. So yeah. it, it wasn't out of the realms of possibilities, but yeah, I thought I thought um, Grandmaster Sexy looked pretty fantastic in this match, actually. Yeah, I thought it was a, a really good showing for um, both competitors there. Yeah, definitely. It was a bit jarring seeing bold Scotty too hottie, but but oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and his, it's not just that. It's like his bald head was so shiny. <laughs> it was just gleaming off the lights in full sail. Yeah, it sort of sort of was. Um, so at this stage, the Ascension are on day 168 of their tag team reign. Do you know how many days total they would go on to? Uh, they don't go to a year, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to guess like something like 260 or something. I'm pretty sure it was around that mark. No, longer. They go a few days shy of a year at 364 days. The 12th of September through to the 11th of September. One day short of a year. Yeah. Do you know the team who defeated them? Oh, it was the Lucha Dragons, wasn't it? Yeah, he does good Lucha thing. Yeah, Kalisto and Sin Cara. Oh, man, yeah. what a weird thing. Um, oh, The Ascension falling just one day short of a year-long title reign pretty much sums up their career in WWE. One short. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, missed it by that much. Oh, old Maxwell. Yep. I'm shocked someone got that reference. <laughs> oh, man. Um, But I... Did they ever hold your titles? Nope. Or SmackDown? Nope. Or if you 20th... recall... No, no, they got nothing, bro. They got nothing. If you recall... Like, they get called up, and then all of a sudden they got face paint and they got the, like, you know, L-O-D. the half-cooked, the half cooked, like, pads trying to look like LOD, and, like, they have a few squash matches, and then they show up to, like, a Raw reunion, and they just get beat down by all of DX and the NWO, which is a spot they would repeat like a few years later with the revival. Was that the? Oh no, the revival was the Manhattan Center, wasn't it? Yeah, where King and JR fell asleep. Yep. Allegedly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> they were stuck in an arena for three hours, and they only had to call about five minutes worth of matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah. I was back to this, like the ascension height of their popularity. Like the world is their oyster at this point, and they get called up. I think one of them got injured early on, after the face paint and that, and sort of nothing happened. They got paired with Fandango and 
Tyler Breeze and sort of had fun mid-card comedy for a while and then got released. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget the cosmic wasteland with Stardust. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Can I forget? The, uh, I'm one of the few that, that members that one. I remember. Um, Who did they face? Uh, was I it a Mel and someone? Oh, oh yeah. No. It, was, it, was a, it was a Mel and your main eventer for this show. Oh, that's right. Jeez. Yeah, superhero boys. I'm pretty sure it wasn't like the Ascension weren't in the match because it was like a group with... um. It was bad Dardust, Yeah, King Barrett at the time and the Ascension. And yeah, just ridiculousness. But you bring up a good point. Uh, I think we'll talk about it more, but after we've finished the show, but like, look at this card and have a look at like how many people they dropped the ball with. Like after they got, after they got called up to the main roster from this show, it's just, Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, really good. Six minute, 40 second match. Ascension get the win here over two cool. Um, perfect. Then shown in the crowd is Ric Flair and Charlotte. Did you like do a double take there for a moment going, who is that? Yeah. Charlotte looks a lot different now. And in this clip, she has brunette hair. And like most of the time she's had blonde since then. Yeah. Like she's got like blonde in her hair here, but there's, Definitely some heavy brunette in there as well. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much disparaging, but yeah, she looks a lot different than she does now. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon payday. Why? Oh, because this is the era of, like, every time the women are about to go do something cool, you have to have Stephanie McMahon show her face. but just to make you think that Shay invented women wrestling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That that's a whole another discussion for another day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, geez. <laughs> like it, it was jarring enough hearing like commentators for this match refer to people as divas. Like it almost made me uncomfortable hearing that word again. Yeah. Um, so it is for the NXT women's Sparkly Glitter Championship. Paige the Champion versus Emma. I love this match. It's so good, isn't it? Oh, my God. And Emma's so over. I just... Oh, man. This match is fantastic. It still, like, annoys me so much that Emma didn't get any mention in fighting with my family. Oh, yeah. That's... That's going to have to be talked about sometime. Um, as a movie, I think it's I think it's okay. As a wrestling movie, I don't know. <laughs> like, are we seriously meant to believe, like, The Rock was just hanging out backstage at a house show in the UK in, like, 2013? Like, not a chance he was. Uh, depends if he was filming a movie in the UK, but yeah, there. I think there's a lot, a lot of um, creative oh. license with this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of it. And there was also a lot of like, hey, just in case you didn't know, I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Did you? Do you guys remember me? Hey, I, I'm just here now. Hi. Just don't let me interrupt your movie. I'm just going to hang out here. I'm not really going to bring anything to this movie, but I'm just going to stand here and you're going to buy tickets because I'm on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, this match. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Quickly, by the way, Eliza loved that movie, but I hated it because I knew that what everything was based on. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that one day when we do a an Outside the Ring movie review. Um. This match, what are your overall thoughts? 
just wonderful. I like it's it sounds like so negative, but because of everything that has gone on in Paige's life, like since hit that uh since like this point in time, like outside of the ring, I completely forgot about like her in ring like skill and how good she was. Just because, like, her whole story outside the ring has sort of just been so huge. Like, some of the negative stuff and then, like, her retirement and, like, the stuff going on now, like, with the Twitch stuff. Like, her getting emotional on stream and all that sort of stuff. But um, it had been a while since I'd gone back and watched a page match. And, boy, oh, boy, like, just so talented, so good. How like, would she have been here? I'm pretty sure they said she was like... 18, 19? Yeah, like 19 or 20 or something. Like, just ridiculous. Is she caught up later this year to win the Divas title, or is that next year? It's um, We're like a couple of months away from it. Because oh. it's... Oh no, no, no! It's um, yeah, isn't it? Rest after WrestleMania thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is after WrestleMania thirty. It's the day after WrestleMania thirty. So yeah, we're a couple of days, a couple of months away from it. Far out! Wow. The, cra- the craziest thing here is just like <sighs> Emma's on the main roster at this point. <laughs> is she? Yep, she's Santino's girlfriend at this point. Oh, that's right. She's in the crowd with her Emolution signs. Yep. Yeah, oh. and that, and like on the go home show for that, from NXT, like she's carried over the in the crowd with signs thing to like walking out with signs as she does her entrance, and she actually had. <laughs> A really like cordy sign for Summer Ray and it said Summer Teeth. Summer Ray's teeth. Like some of them are yellow, some of them are green. Summer teeth. <laughs> like <laughs> now, um, you watch yeah. a bit of footy, don't you? A uh, little, little. I wouldn't say I'm any expert, but yeah, a little. Do you remember the year the Bulldogs won because they hired that comedian to write all their banners? Oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they needed here. They needed someone with a bit more comedy to write that because that's terrible. I think they could have asked anyone in the crowd to write a better sign than that. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I really enjoy this match. They actually got a lot of time here considering main roster women still at this point weren't really getting much time. Yeah, and that's what sort of stood out at this point in time as well was the the time these girls got. And it was kind of starting to become a trend here in NXT. Like there was the Paige Natalia, like NXT women's title match. Uh, There was the women's title tournament before this and all that sort of stuff, like, that really, like, started putting attention on it. And then by the time Arrival came around, it's like, you might not believe this, but the women will probably steal the show on this card. And, yeah, (laughs) I would say they pretty much did, kind of. I don't know. It just sort of depends on my mood. I love the opener a lot, too. Yeah, and sort of Emma here opening the doors for what would become a regular stream of Aussies to NXT and the PC. It's crazy to think that, like, what, six years ago, she's the first, like, this is six years ago, she's the first ever woman signed, uh, the first ever Australian woman signed to NXT or the WWE. And now we've probably had more women than Men's show up now. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty true. It'd be pretty even anyway. (laughs) Like, yeah. 
And at that point, she was the first one on TV since Nathan Jones. At least the first Aussie, wasn't she? Yep. Uh, it was around this time period, I think, that on one of the NXT episodes, we got Shazza McKenzie versus Emma. I know, I love that match so much. Yeah, and like commentary actually did a good job like explaining the history between the two. It was like Shazza's, uh, Emma's last match in Australia was against Shazza and oh man, it's such a memorable match for me. Poor Shazza. <laughs> like he started. Huh? How was she not signed anyway? Oh, it's yeah, just... that's what I mean. Like, she had everything set up to go over there long-term this year. <laughs> she lands in America and everyone's like, come home, everything's going on lockdown. Yeah. It's it's just, oh, it's horrible, man. Yeah. yeah. But Emma was fantastic in this match. I just forgot how, like, I loved the character at the time. It might have been a little goofy, but I loved the contrast of like, yeah, she's goofy, she's wacky, but when the bell rings, she's like a technical wizard in there at times. Oh, so good. Almost like a female Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a that's a mixed tag team I'd love to see. Max Mix Max Challenge, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tennille Dashwood. No, no, no. I want current day Zack Sabre Jr. and 2014 Emma. <laughs> like Zack just looking at her popping bubbles with utter disgust. <laughs> oh, he could cut one of those Zack Sabre Jr.'s post-match. Yeah. What the uh, bloody hell is this? Oh, I can't do an English accent. I'll never try that again. Um... <laughs> It's good that you keep following these accents because now I don't feel bad. Yeah, exactly. I'm just... It's called taking a bump to make you look good, man. I'm (laughs) selling for you, brother. Um, Yeah, Um, so this match, like, the ashes of wrestling, basically. We got England versus Australia and was oh so glorious. Yeah, until the result. (laughs) Yeah, even then, like, it was kind of predictable at the time that Emma wasn't going to win because she got called up already, but, yeah. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so, goes 12 minutes 54 with Paige defeating Emma to retain by submission. Next the, match. The debut of the PTO, the Paige tap-out, but at the time it was only known as the Scorpion Cross-Lock. And the way William Regal is, like, selling the fact that, like, oh, my God, I know that move. I haven't seen anyone try that move in years. Is she really going to be able to apply that move? That's a move people talk about trying to do, but they can just never get it right. It's just like, yeah. Oh, man, William Regal on commentary during that match was fantastic. He also talked about how he's had 17 wives at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyway, Scorpion, did you say Scorpion Crosslock? Yes. So who's that date back to that Regal would know? Um, If you know off the top of your head. I do not know, but I do know that Elantra Blaze used to use it back in the day. Ah, okay. Um, wow, bit of wrestling history. Yeah, um, and a couple of people on your roster, so <laughs> you could have a little feud ski about that. <laughs> From there, match number five of the evening, Tyler Breeze versus Xavier Woods. <laughs> yeah, oh, this my... is uh, up, up, down, down. This is like real early Xavier Woods, but... Not too early because he's already been on the main roster and got Brodus's Clay music. Yeah, he's got Brodus Clay's music here. It's um, oh, it's weird. It's weird. Oh, yeah. Got... This is at the point where like you just had no idea what Xavier Woods was meant to be. Like there was no depth to the character, no explanation. Yeah. 
he had the um the silver jacket. He's got his pants that have the um Vegeta over nine thousand on them. I it's, didn't even notice that. Hey, I'm a DBZ fan. I'm always going to notice that reference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He had it on his tights for ages and ages. Um, probably fair while on the main roster too when he first got called up, but it was just before he got um sort of. Jeez, who was he paired with before New Day? Oh, he was with R Truth. That's it. It's probably where he changed then because I remember they were long gone by the time he got to New Day. Yeah, former um, TNA tag team champions that are truth and consequences. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, oh man. Um there's nothing to this match because 35 seconds in, <laughs> the match is thrown out as Alexander Rusev and Lana come down and Rusev attacks both men. Yeah, this is a full Brigitte Nilsson in Rocky for Lana. <laughs> Brigitte Wrestle Rock. Yeah, yeah, that was a subtle <laughs> reference for you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Like, wow. However, was Roos... I suppose we can talk about this after the show, but um, nothing really much to add there. Um, yeah, I'll talk about more after the show, this segment. Uh, next, Shawn Michaels comes down. Hey, heartbreak kid. Still a poor fashion choice. But he addresses it. <laughs> he, said, he said something about, like, now, I'm not just here to plug a DVD and break all the dress codes. Oh, man. Is it just because he's a double Hall of Famer? He's like, eh, I don't care anymore. Like well, today's I think, at, I think at this point, he was just a single Hall of Famer. So Yeah, at this point he was. Yeah, this is um before he... This is like before he's even an NXT coach or whatever. This is like a legit like uh, during the era where you didn't get to see Shawn Michaels pop up too often anymore. So this was like kind of cool at the time, but now we see him like every other month on NXT. So it means nothing now. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It'd be good if he wasn't. Uh... He wasn't on NXT doing something serious and then on the main roster being taken out by the top heel in the company at the moment. But I suppose it is what it is. Um, from there, it's a time for the main event. A ladder match for the NXT Championship, Adrian Neville versus the champion, Bo Dallas. What do you think of this match? I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> good yeah i think yeah, it's a really I, good like, match <laughs> like it's just weird because like i remember being really excited for this match going into it yeah but like but like six years later going to watch this this was the match i was least excited about watching because bo dallas <laughs> oh man you gotta bo leave yeah, well, oh, man, I loved the video package before all of this, and they showed, like, uh, Bo Dallas, like, talking about how the crowd would chant, no more Bo, no more Bo. And he's like, I love my fans. Obviously, they just want to get to know their champion better. <laughs> and, and <laughs> it's just, like, so good. It's just, like the perfect delusional heel and I forgot all about it, but it was just fantastic. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Um, this is a really good match. I think it's a good ladder match, like from like the modern era. Like it's a really good worked ladder match. It's not, okay, I'm going to rest for a while and then, oh, here's a ladder. I'm going to toss it in the ring and, oh no, you're going to throw it back out and, I think it's a really good match. What about yourself for a ladder match? Yeah, this isn't the sort of ladder match with like a million spots and all that sort of stuff. This is two men wrestling each other and there happens to be a ladder involved as well. 
And that's where I think like a one-on-one ladder match works at its best. I thought this was really, really great. And I also loved that when Neville gets the win here and grabs the title, he doesn't do the slow pandering, like climbing up the ladder. He like races up that ladder and grabs the belt. Yes, absolutely. It um, was just like, yeah, it was just like, of course you would. Everything about this match was logical. It was fantastic. Bo was a perfect in this. Neville's just a beast. Like, oh, man, what could have been with these guys? Um, yeah. Um, so this match goes 16.02 with Adrian Neville unhooking the belt to become the new NXT champion as we go off the air. A really good show. Um, do you have anything quickly to touch on the matches there before I've actually done a little bit of extra homework myself? Well, all right. So let's look at this card and can you name more than, can you name like one or two people that, that, NXT wasn't the peak of their career. Um, actually, before I do that, do you mind if I read the aftermath show? All right, we'll do we'll do what I was thinking later on then. Yeah, just because there's a couple of other names that you might have realised were in NXT in these two three weeks. Oh, um, quickly, can can I just point out that before the Ascension match, they shown a clip of, like, the Ascension just destroying jobbers. <laughs> and, like, I'd noticed in there there was Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards the American Wolves. And oh I completely God. forgot about that one match they had on NXT as the American Pitbulls. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say Pitbulls? Yeah. NXT after Arrival. Opening match of Adrian Neville defeating Camacho. Oh my god, what? Second match of the night, Charlotte with Sasha Banks defeats Emma. Third match of the night, Corey Grave defeats Yoshi Tatsu by countout. Yoshi Tatsu, one of the most underrated wrestling themes. So cheesy and happy. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, match number four of the evening was Adam Rose with the Rosebuds defeats the Cowboy Wesley Blake. <sighs> and if you're asking for time on, this is before Dubstep Cowboy. Right. We are... Yeah, we're about one, two years. About two years before Blake and Murphy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. Um, main event was Sami Zayn defeating Corey Graves. Um, fun little, like, post-show sort of after arrival, but building up Zayn as sort of a contender, building up Charlotte as sort of a contender and debuting uh, Adam Rose, returning Corey Graves, but that was about it. Um, Yeah, so what you were saying before, people whose NXT was the peak of their career. Yeah, like I can look at this and be like, like people from the Arrival card or like, NXT from the episodes we watched where NXT wasn't the best time of their career. Because like, I could look at this and be like like, of the people that got called up maybe one or two of these people had better careers after they got called up. Everyone else plundered as soon as they got called up. Oh... Hang on, where the hell are we? Oh, I don't have your roster in front of me, so I'll just go off the two I've got straight in front of me. Um, sort of, sort of, 
Um, Mojo probably was the best time of his career. Tyler Breeze is arguable because he's back there at the moment. Bo Dallas, I, I would, 100%. <laughs> yeah, like Bo Dallas, Neville. I'd say the both of them. Um, are we talking just WWE? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, after CJ, getting called up. After put getting CJ called Parker up. in there as well. Yeah. Um, I would say Cesaro as well. This might have been the peak of his career. In particular, this moment was the peak of his yeah. WWE run. Um, the well, Ascension. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a yes. Um, Emma. Yeah, Emma was sort of cursed once she got to the main roster, so I agree with you there. Camacho, yeah, he sort of did nothing on the main roster and did nothing in NXT, really. Yeah. Same as Yoshi. (laughs) Same as uh, Yoshi Tatsu, it could be argued, he really didn't do much Mm. on the main roster for a number of years and nothing in there, uh, NXT either. No, no. Um... Let me have a look at... Adam Rose, definitely. Yeah, NXT was great for Adam Rose. Like, Adam Rose was, like, for ages, like, the example people would point to for, like, like NXT, like, does a character really well and the main roster ruins him. Just look at Adam Rose. He was, like, the first example everyone used. I've got a question for you. Do you like wrestling and mirrors? What is this? Do you remember Adam Rose was on Raw backstage one week and he looked into a mirror and it like just showed a sad face, colourless Adam Rose? Oh, I forgot all about that. But everyone was saying... Leo Kruger was coming? Everyone was saying he should have looked in the mirror and it should have been Leo Kruger and gone, that guy's a dud or something. (laughs) Uh, uh, what do we have here uh, from the Go Home show? Uh, the Ascension, yes, this was their... Everything went downhill after they got called up. Uh, Brandy Rhodes? Um, sure, whatever. Uh, Emma, obviously, like went poo-poo after she got called up. Summer Rae was fantastic in NXT. Went poo-poo when she went main roster. Tyler Breeze, yeah. He's only been good when he's been in NXT. Um, Neville and... Yeah, Neville. We touched on that. Sami Zayn is a iffy one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd say he's had a... Because he's, he's been featured heavily pretty much since he got called up. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um. Also, like Xavier Woods, everything went up for him after getting called up. Yes, up, up, not down, down. And uh, I guess, like, things never really were bad for Paige on the main roster either. Um, Not in ring-wise, she had her own personal demons there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, when she was available, they used her pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I suppose because you've got the go-home uh, notes in front of you, is there anyone on there who's since left WWE for elsewhere? Uh, yeah, Let's Brandy this game. Brandy AEW. Um, leaving for elsewhere or just left? Um, either or either. Both. Yeah, Why not both? <laughs> the ascension of have been let go. Yep. Emma's in impact. Yep. Summer Ray is off doing God knows what. I saw like a match online of her her managing JXT. Like was that's this, a um, legit thing. Versus oh, facade not... and it was in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was for like a wrestle pro show. Um anyway. Emma, Summer Rae gone. Charlotte and Sasha, obviously not. Bailey, not.
Neville. Neville is gone. Yeah, now yeah. Park in AEW. Yep. Um, Bo is still employed. Okay. Somehow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because Curtis Axel got fired during the pandemic, but Bo Dallas didn't. And then yeah. everyone thought that whole thing with the motorbike guy was going to be Bo Dallas returning, but it was Ember Moon. And how well did that work out for her? Yeah, I think it would have been so much better if it was Bo Dallas. It would have been so good. Uh, is that all from the go home? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's it. Like, Sammy Zayda Cesaro is still there. Renee Young, gone. Yep. Uh, yeah, then you it. have Too Cool, Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Too Hottie. Uh, you also have Rusev, who's gone, who did a in-ring run-in. Um, you've already mentioned Park yeah. Camacho, who is now Tamaloa in New Japan, part of the Gorillas of Destiny. Yoshi Tatsu, who had a short stint in New Japan. Adam Rose, who's now gone. Wesley Blake, I'm pretty sure, still employed. He is, yeah. He's part of the Forgotten Sons. He's technically on the main roster, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Politics happened. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Wow, that is... Not because of Wesley Blake's fault, by the way. Poor guy. Yeah, uh, that is 13. 13! Yeah. <laughs> well, have we talked about, like, CJ... Have you mentioned CJ Parker? 14. 14! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, that's pretty much it. Yeah. CJ Parker, yeah. now the uh, uh, Juice Robinson in New Japan. Yeah, Finn Juice. Yeah. World Tag League, Finn Juice. Yeah. Oh, this was a lot of fun, man. Um, I suppose... I, do you I have... thought this would be a good like time period to go back and have a look at because, like... We haven't really, like, like we do it when we do our old school sort of North American reviews. Like, this is easily the newest review we've had to do, like, of the, of like prior events and stuff. So, it was interesting to go back and, like, see, like, a lot of these people that we see a lot today, like, in early stages of their career, like, I don't know. Have you seen this week's Dynamite yet? I'm watching as soon as we finish this recording. I won't say anything then, but, like, it's very timely, like, with everything (laughs) we've watched. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. Uh, Do you have a beer rating for this? I suppose just we're just going to rate the actual Arrival pay-per-view special itself. Um, Do you have a beer rating for that show in particular? Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a five. Yeah, I have to agree, a five. It's a fun two-hour watch. Um, and oh, it's I, so quick to watch, too. It, like, it's a really quick two hours. And I think it helps a lot because it is two hours. You do have time to either watch the one-hour go-home or the one-hour um, after show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, truth be told... Uh, picking this paper, I, I was looking at international shows to review, and I was like, Oh, well, this is a show I would love to go back and watch. Oh, the runtime on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna watch this one. <laughs> um, have... sorry. Um, so do you have a wrestler of the show? I guess, uh. I hadn't thought about that. Um, beep, 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 Emma. <laughs> that was her theme. <laughs> Pick Emma. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I used to sing uh, Emma's theme song to Warwick all the time and do Emma's dance. He used to hate it. <laughs> I used to just walk around just like doing the Emma dance going, beep, 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 Oh, well. Um... So, with that being said, ooh, I should mention this past week I was a guest on Post Wrestling Patreon show, the Rwanda Way, um, where <laughs> the guys watched a three-hour Impact and a two-hour Raw. 
from January 4th, 2010, brother. The arrival of Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff to Nitro and the return of Bret Hart to Raw. I'm so sorry for those five hours. Yeah, you got some heat from him. Truth be told, <laughs> I've already listened to it. Uh, I, I haven't actually spoken to you about it. I thought it was... Uh, you got to give them something bad because that's their best episodes. Like, um, honestly, like, it's like when you give me, like, subtle heat because I picked something really bad to review, <laughs> like Macho Man's Be A Man album or something, and, like, you're kind of p- pissed off about it, but it usually makes for the best discussions. Have you listened <laughs> to that one back yet? Yeah. <laughs> How angry was I? You were you were fuming, man. Like, yeah, uh, you, you're just furious about it. Like, you won't even like acknowledge that my Macho Man Randy Savage gimmick in Fruity's Ultimate Game Show <laughs> is a good gimmick just because you hated that album so much. <laughs> uh, it is good. It's just oh, that album. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, I suppose this is part of the show where you can mention how your walking challenge is going. Uh, Yes, yes. Um, So we are doing very well at the moment. We... uh, Can I break the fourth wall? Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Uh, We are 13 days into the month as of this recording, and we are at 153.5. 10 kilometers we are 153 percent of our goal (laughs) which is fantastic and um yeah my donation goal has been surpassed at this point which i'm very happy and thankful about um but that doesn't mean people can't donate the link's gonna stay in my bio for quite some time on instagram at fruity is alex might as well chuck the plug in now so yeah, any any donations are a good donation, and yeah, this is has been fantastic, and I've, I've got such a nice tan at the moment from being in the sun so often. Like I'm looking like a bronze god. I think I said that last time we recorded a podcast too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just real. Um, I, I really dig me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. So, where can the good humans find you, Alex? Yeah, uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle, that's an A-U-S. And we are on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Search up WrestlingOzStyle on Facebook. And you can find Chris at... At I am Chris Funder. You can also listen back to the entire Wrestling Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, nothing left to say, but Alex, happy birthday to you. Happy oh. birthday to you. Oh. Happy birthday, dear Fruity. Oh. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs>